This is Foothill Family Church with Mike Webb. Building strong, spirit-filled lives through God's Word. Look with me over to Mark chapter 4. Jesus tells his disciples a parable. Well, not just the disciples, but there was a crowd of people there. There was a great multitude, and Jesus taught from a ship by the seashore. And he tells them the parable of the sower sowing the word. Now, we'll get into this in some depth as we go through this series. But this morning, I don't want to take the time to go through all the ins and outs of it. So let me just suffice it to say that we'll pick up the story when the disciples come to Jesus after the teaching is over and after the multitude has gone away. And they said, Master, we don't understand what this means. You talked about the sower sowing the word and all that kind of stuff. Can you tell us what you meant by all this? And so it says in verse 11, Mark chapter 4, verse 11, Jesus said, Unto you it's given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Now, I want you to get this. Jesus is saying the understanding of this parable, the sower sowing the word, is to understand the mystery. Many translations, maybe even most translations, translate this secret. I don't have a problem with that translation, but it means even more than that. See, the mystery, the word mystery is used in speaking of an initiation rite. It is a secret, But it's a secret only to those that are on the outside. It's understood by those that have been initiated into the group or the organization or the club or whatever. Well, we've been initiated into the family of God by the blood of Jesus. And so it's saying to everyone that's a part of the family of God, you have the opportunity to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. That would mean the secrets of healing. The secrets of deliverance, secrets of freedom, the secrets of material possessions and wealth. Under you, it's given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but not to everybody. Not to everybody, but to those that are on the outside, it doesn't belong to them. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive. I want you to notice the perception that it's talking about. Perception has to do with spiritual insight. Spiritually dead people don't have spiritual insight. So he's talking about the kingdom of God that is within within us clearly comes to us because of the new birth. The being made alive in spirit that occurs when you make Jesus Lord of your life. Unto you it's given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven. Now, it sounds like Jesus is picking and choosing who he wants to forgive. But that's not what he's saying. He's saying that the only way to forgiveness, the only way to conversion is through him. Not through the knowing of the principles of the kingdom of God. There's no back door into heaven. And when Jesus talks about them that are without, he's talking about them that have rejected him. He's saying to them that have rejected him is the Christ. 
Remember, that's the principle upon which he'll build the church, the truth upon which he'll build the church, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. And it's upon that knowledge that Jesus is the Son of God that he gives us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So he's saying it only belongs to those that are in the family, not those that are outside the family by choice, not those that have rejected Jesus. These principles, though they're principles that will work, can only be spiritually understood by those who are spiritually alive. Now let's get into just the first part of it. He explains the sower soweth the word. Verse 14, the sower soweth the word. How does the sower sow the word? By speaking. How do you sow the word? By speaking. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, this is as far as I want to go into this story. You know at least this much of the parable, I'm sure. There's three different types of ground, or four different types of ground, I should say. Three that are unproductive and one that is productive. The first type of ground that he talks about are those by the wayside, where the fowls of the air scoop in and take away the seed. Jesus explains what that means. He says the sower sows the word, but there's a certain type of people who after the word was sown, notice where it's sown, in their hearts. In their hearts, that means your spirit. Satan comes immediately and steals that away. Now we know that there's only one way that the devil can work, and that's through bringing thoughts to your mind. And every circumstance or adversity that comes in life, comes against you in life, is designed to make you think contrary to the truth of God's word. To contradict what God has said for the purpose of you thinking contrary to what God has said, so that then you speak contrary to the word of God. That's everything that the devil has. That's his only trick. That's his only his only work in the earth. He influences circumstances to influence your thinking, to influence your speech. So when Jesus said the sower sows the word, he's saying speaking words plants in your heart. Plant seed in your heart. And he says, if you don't understand this principle, you can't understand anything else that Jesus said in parables. And you'll never know the mysteries or become masters of the mysteries of the the principles that govern the kingdom of God. Now, with that in mind, turn with me over to Romans chapter 5. I I intend to take apart the parable of the sower sowing the word in great detail in the coming weeks so that we understand the principle to become masters of the kingdom of God. Notice in verse 12, Romans chapter 5, Paul said, by the Holy Ghost, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Now, the word death here means a couple of different things. Specifically, it means spiritual death. 
But generally it means everything that is a byproduct of spiritual death. For example, sickness is a result of death coming into the world through Adam's sin. Poverty or lack is a part of the spiritual death that came in the world through Adam's sin. It wasn't that way before the sin, before Adam's sin, before the fall of man. So anything that the world changed to or to become as a result of the sin of Adam is a byproduct of spiritual death. Now stop and think about that for a minute. Let's go back to the beginning. God created the earth to produce for man abundantly. Every tree that he made was fruitful. Every tree that produced fruit produced perfect fruit. No worms in any apples. There were no thorns. The Bible tells us specifically that that was a part of the curse that came upon the earth as a result of Adam's sin. That the work of his hands would produce thorns and thistles, which means there weren't any beforehand. See, the earth we live in now is perversion of the perfect place that God created. Now, when Satan comes down, well, I say comes down, he was already here in the earth when God recreated it and put man in the middle of it. But Satan looks at the earth and sees that it's a perfect place. He sees that God's man, Adam, has been given one command and one command only. And that is, he's not to eat of the tree of the fruit, uh, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Every other tree he can eat of, everything else that God created was created for his benefit and well-being. Satan knows the principles that govern the kingdom of God. To what degree Adam knew them, we don't know. But Satan knew them very specifically. He knew that if he could get Adam to take action against what God told him, against what God commanded, then he, Satan, could ruin God's perfect place. Well, we know he was successful. We know that he was successful in getting Eve to eat and Adam to follow right behind her. And think about what happened from that point. That one sin, that one wrong action, that one act of disobedience was the seed of all the sickness that mankind has known for thousands of years. There was in that one action the seed of death. Every bit of poverty and lack, starving children in foreign countries, that mankind has experienced since the Garden of Eden has come from one simple act. Now, who would have thought that one action would contain such destruction? But every bit of the destruction, every bit of the evil, Hitler killing six million Jews, the mass murders that have taken place, by other evil men in history. 
have all come from one simple action. What I want you to see is the one action in word and deed produced a tremendous, tremendous harvest, a harvest of evil, some of which we're still paying the price for today. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world and death by sin. Now, how was that sin transmitted? It didn't originate with Adam. It originated with Satan. How did Satan get Adam to do what he wanted him to do? He spoke words. Join Mike Webb and Foothill Family Church every Sunday night at 6 p.m. for our weekly healing school. Healing school is for those who are in need of being healed from sickness in their body, as well as those who want to strengthen their faith in the area of healing. Jesus said the kingdom of God is as a man speaking the word of God into his heart. You exercising your authority in the name of Jesus by whom you have access into the kingdom of heaven to say that for you, you are free from the influence of sickness and disease. Foothill Family Church is in Orange County at the corner of Bake Parkway and Lake Forest Drive, just minutes off the 5 Freeway. To learn more about how you and your family can connect with Foothill Family Church, simply log on to mikeweb.tv. Foothill Family Church, building strong, spirit-filled lives through God's Word. So when Jesus says, If you understand the parable of the sower sowing the word, you can understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. You can become a master of the kingdom of God and all that pertains to it. Now, we're right there in Romans chapter 5. Let me close with verse 21. Don't want to leave you on the downside of things. Notice verse 21. I'm sorry, it's not verse 21, it's verse 17. For if, the word if literally means since. There are four words used in the Greek language that's translated if. The first is the imperative and it means since. That's this one. For if, or literally since, by one man's offense, that's talking about Adam, death reigned by one. Well, we know that's a fact. Anybody doubt that in any form whatsoever? Anybody have the slightest amount of doubt concerning that? No, we know that Adam, through the seed of Satan's words spoken to him, and the action that he took based on that seed being planted, literally, Satan spoke the word. He planted a seed into Adam's heart. And when Adam acted on it, it came into being. For since by one man's sin... Death reigned by that one man. Much more. Much more. Much more. Now this phrase much more is used several times in the New Testament. Paul's the one that uses it. And it literally means this. It's so far beyond that it's not even right to make the comparison. For since by one man's offense or sin, death reigned by one much more they which receive the abundance of grace that's the finished work of Jesus 
and of the gift of righteousness. That's the spiritual change or spiritual rebirth or renewal that takes place on the inside of us when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Much more, they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign. Shall reign. Amplified says reign as kings. Shall reign in life. Not when we get to heaven, but in this life. Shall reign in this life by one Jesus Christ. Now, folks, here's what the Bible is telling us. It's saying just as the seed was planted by Satan into Adam's heart that became Adam's when he acted upon it to disobey God's command, much more than the results of the spiritual death and the consequences of death that came upon all of mankind that we're still dealing with today. Much more than those results are the results of the seed of God's word planted in your heart and acted on by receiving Jesus as the Lord of your life and understanding and being a master of the principles of the kingdom of God shall cause you to reign as kings in this life over the law of sin and death. Because you're in Christ Jesus. Now, folks, if that would ever dawn on us, the world itself couldn't contain us. But so often what we think is, well, Pastor Mike spent a lot of time talking about the murders and the child abuse and kids being born deformed and all those results of spiritual death. Then the world is a terrible place. And you know, Satan is the God of this world. And the Bible says men will get worse and worse. And that things will get worse and worse toward the end. Paul is saying those things can't even be compared. Can't even be compared to the results of the kingdom of God. That are planted by words. That are planted into your own heart by words. Jesus said what shall we like in the kingdom of heaven unto. It's like a mustard seed which is the least of all the seeds. Smallest seed that you can think of. But it grows into the biggest tree around. It grows into the biggest tree so that everybody comes and lodges in in its branches. Your words manifest the kingdom of God. Your words manifest healing, manifest abundance, manifest freedom. I'll even go so far as to say this. You don't even have to believe for prosperity. You just pursue the kingdom of God, which comes by planting the word of God into your heart. Abundance will be a natural byproduct. You don't have to chase the stuff. Stuff will chase you. By planting the word of God, by planting the seeds of God's word into your own heart. How do you do that? Say what God's word says. Say what God's word says. I'm seeing more and more, more than ever before, 
the importance of words. And I've been preaching you have what you say for 30 years. Here. Longer than that, not here. But we started this church preaching that you can have what you say. But you know what? You can really have what you say. Your words are the seeds which produce greater results than the law of sin and death in the earth were produced by Adam's actions because of the seed of the word of Satan. Whose word counts for more, God's or Satan's? Whose word carries more power, God's or Satan's? Now, I understand that this is wrong thinking or strange thinking, not wrong thinking, but strange thinking to a lot of people. I said I was going to close. Let me remind you of a scripture over in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verses 6 and 7. Paul said, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, now the word carnal means body root. The mind are the thoughts that are governed by the natural circumstances. That's what he's talking about. Now he's speaking specifically about the unsaved, but we know that Paul speaks of carnal Christians. What makes a carnal Christian? A carnal Christian is somebody whose spirit has been renewed, whose mind has not. They've been born again in spirit, but their minds haven't been renewed to the truth of the word. And so notice what he says about this carnal mind. He said the carnal mind is enmity. It's the enemy of God. It's enmity against God. It means it's the enemy of God. That means thinking in line with circumstances and outward appearances is the enemy of the kingdom of God. If it's the enemy of God, it'd have to be the enemy of his kingdom, wouldn't it? The carnal mind is the enemy of God. Now that goes back to the thinking that I suggested before where people think, well, yeah, but the devil, look at how much the devil is doing in the earth. Why do we think that? Because of circumstances. That's carnal thinking. Spiritual thinking is to think, well, God's word says, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness who reign as kings in this life by one Jesus Christ. And those things, Paul said, shouldn't even be compared to one another. Because the carnal mind is the enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God or the word of God, neither indeed can it be. So to be a master of the kingdom of God, you're going to have to change your thinking. To be a master of the kingdom of God, you're not only going to have to understand how the principle works, you're going to have to change your thinking. Now, that doesn't mean you have to know everything. I don't know how the word spoken into your heart makes things come to pass. I don't know how all the ins and outs of how speaking the word of healing nullifies the existence of sickness in the body. But I know it does. Well, how do, you, how do you know it does, Pastor Mike? Have you seen it work? Well, yeah, I have seen it work in some situations. But other situations I'm believing for that I haven't yet seen it work. Now, here's where people get tripped up. They stop and think, well, I tried that for a week or two and it doesn't work. So why should I keep it going? 
Well, that's like saying my tomato plants aren't big enough. They aren't as big as I want them after a month. So giving up on them. That's carnal thinking. That's the carnal thinking, the wrong thinking, that's the enemy of God and the enemy of his kingdom. That's the wrong thinking that caused Satan to be able to successfully plant the first seed of doubt in Adam's mind that it caused him to, that was the catalyst for him taking action against God's word. Folks, God's been talking to me a lot about having chosen me to come here. There's a lot better people that he could have chosen. A lot more spiritual people than he could have chosen. People that know more about the Bible than I know. People that are better than, with people than I am. There's a lot of people that he could have chosen other than me. I don't have any illusion to think that I'm the only one that could have made this thing go. Dear Lord. I look at it as God made it go in spite of me. But there's one thing about it that I can say without hesitation or fear of contradiction. And that is, he knew that no matter what the devil tried to do to stop me and the church, we'd keep going. Because it's not based on what things look like. It's not based on how things appear. It's based on the truth and the reality of God's word. And heaven and earth will pass away. But God's word will never fail. One thing I do know about God choosing me is he knew that I'd never give up. I hope he counted that as a plus. Because that's just a fact. I believe that when we take that attitude, I believe that's a spiritual characteristic. I believe when we take that attitude and that position, it gives God all kinds of room to work. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, in spite of circumstances, say, by Jesus' stripes I was healed. And if the word of God is true, thank God it is. I shall have my healing. And the same thing is true for whatever you're facing. The same thing is true for whatever you're facing. God has more faith in you than you have in him. No matter how much faith you have in him. I believe God to the max. And he believes in me more than I believe in him. He believes you can and will do it. And I'll give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Your words matter. You'll have what you say. When Jesus first appeared to his disciples after his resurrection... He said, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Then he conferred authority on the earth to his disciples. We need to know what our authority is in the name of Jesus. Thanks for watching today. Come visit us at Foothill Family Church. 
This is Foothill Family Church with Mike Webb. Ask yourself the question, is what's going on in my life the way that it would be if I was in heaven? If it's not, then there's a part of the kingdom of God that you can and should apply to your present condition. Join us Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Visit us online at mikeweb.tv. Foothill Family Church, building strong, spirit-filled lives through God's Word.